Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling. From AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, it is the pay-per-view extravaganza. Covering Money in the Bank from 718 and Slammiversary from 717. As I promised you guys, it was going to be a huge extravaganza. So let's get into this pay-per-view extravaganza and let's get into Money in the Bank for 718, shall we? Let's jump into the ring and find out what's going on. Okay, first on the kickoff show. Now guys, we were not expecting any matches on the kickoff show because of course... Money in the Bank and most of WWE's pay-per-views have had very limited matches. Not as many as they used to have. They used to have multiple different types of matches. You know, we would see maybe up to 10 to 11 matches. Now it's kind of been reduced to maybe 5 to 7 matches. Not used to seeing that. Not you know. So I figured with the Money in the Bank, they would leave all the matches on the main card. But no, they decide to put a match on the kickoff show. And the match is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Now, we know this feud between the Usos and the Mysterios has been going for a while. We've known this is happening. They've been kind of, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, back and forth. Not quite sure, you know, what was going to happen. A lot of feuding really set the storyline up great. Love the entrance to the Usos. It was absolutely an incredible entrance. If you've not seen this, go look it up on your social media. Just type in the Mysterious Interest for Money in the Bank. It is absolutely fantastic. I mean, they're literally, you know, like I said, they're standing in front of what looks behind behind them like an Aztec temple. It's absolutely cool. They walk through a portal. They come through the portal, and they're out inside the arena in Fort Worth, Texas. It's absolutely a cool, cool entrance. Love the way they did it with the tag team champs. Go check it out, guys. I promise you, you're going to think it's an incredible, I mean, incredible entrance. But, of course, the match was absolutely, I mean, absolutely incredible. The best part about it is, is when the when the Mysterios came out, both Ray and Dominic both were wearing the traditional Lucha Libre mask. Really, really showing how they represent their Lucha heritage. It was incredible to see. Of course, like I said, we get back to the match. Match was amazing. Back and forth. Not quite sure. Kind of hoping that the Mysterios would retain. And it kind of looked like that was the way it was going to go. Because the Mysterios were really bringing it to the Usos. But vice versa, so were the Usos. It was an incredible show. Jimmy and Jay are absolutely on fire right now, and they're doing an incredible, incredible job. I've always said that Jimmy and Jay were some of the two of the best tag team in-ring performers in WWE. Not saying they're the best, but they are one of the best. And it was an incredible match. On the other hand, the Mysterios, Dominic, for it being, you know, his first time, you know, being, you know, in this kind of environment, and his first time, you know, doing what he's doing. Dominic's doing incredible. This 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 kid is doing fantastic. He is really showing what he's learned in his training and what I mean he he surprised me. He shocked me. It was an incredible match. Go look that match up guys. I promise you you're gonna love it. It was great. But what happened at the end of the match was a twist 
that kind of could have been controversial if WWE had used it that way, but they didn't. They left it exactly the way it ended. I'm talking about Ray had this match won. Ray had it. There was no question Ray had this match won. Jay decides to literally, he's leaning against the ropes. You're expecting him to get hit with a 619, and Jimmy takes the hit for his brother. Gotta give props to Jimmy Uso for taking that 619 and taking it for the team. That was incredible. But Ray had it. Jay literally does this move that is typical of the Usos, gets Ray into a position to where he's pinning him. We think, and we know Ray can kick out of this pin. Jimmy, out of nowhere, when the ref is counting, and the ref can't see him because of the way they're angled, Jay's got him so rolled up that that ref can't see what's happening on the outside of the ring. Jimmy slides in, slides up on the apron, and puts his legs against Jay to hold Rey Mysterio in that finishing pinned position. The ref counts three. We have new tag team champions, the Usos. Shocking. Like I said, WWE could have went controversial with it. They really could have. They could have really built the storyline up that the Usos cheated. It was a controversial call, but they didn't. They left it like it was. Incredible win for the Usos. But, and it's typical because the Usos are healed right now. We expect the Usos to do a little bit of cheating. That's expected. But at the same token, it's kind of unfair to Dominic and Ray because they've worked so hard and they've, you know, they kind of got cheated out of their tag belts. But, of course, like I said, the ref couldn't see it because of the way Jimmy was positioned behind Jay. It was very difficult to see the way that Jimmy was pushing him. You couldn't have seen it. There was no way to call. All of us in the, you know, all of us in the WWE Universe saw it. But even the commentators saw it. But there was nothing that they could do. Ref's call is final. That's how it is. So, your winners, of course, are Jimmy and Jay. And they actually go up top. And they're standing tall with those titles. So congratulations to Jimmy and Jay. Now the bloodline has all the belts. I mean, all the belts, guys. This could get ugly really quick. Really quick when you have the Usos and Roman Reigns with titles. It can get very, very nasty for SmackDown. Dark cloud hanging over SmackDown right now. Dark cloud. Let's just hope. Remember, Roman's got to defend his universal title tonight against Edge. Let's just hope. The Edge can get that title off of Roman, and we can see that dark cloud start to dissipate. Otherwise, it could get really ugly on SmackDown really quick with those three holding belts. going to be interesting to see what happens. So the Money in the Bank kicks off, and it kicks off with the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Asuka versus Nikki versus Naomi versus Alexa versus Liv versus Zelina versus Natalia versus Tamina. This is an incredible set of women in this division being in this match. My heart and my mind was saying Liv Morgan deserves this win. She really does. She's really busted her butt to get to this point. I mean, come on. All the other girls on the SmackDown side were just handed the opportunity, not Liv. Liv did what Raw, the Raw women did. She fought for her position. She fought two grueling matches to qualify for this match. So if anybody deserves the win, it's Liv Morgan. But of course, we get some great, I mean, we get a great, I mean, anytime there is a Money in the Bank ladder match, the sky's the limit as to who can win. And two, you could get a surprise win. 
And three, you never know what is going to happen in a Money in the Bank ladder match, especially when ladders are the key to the whole thing. You're going to be fighting for a contract. You're going to use that ladder any way you possibly can to get to the top and get that contract so you have an opportunity at any champion you want. Of course, we have an order. Alexa comes out first. Now, Alexa kind of hinted on Instagram and Twitter and her social media that she was going to be sporting a new look. She sported a darker, more sinister you know, look. A little bit darker than what we're used to seeing bouncy Alexa, you know, having. It was an incredible look. She goes up. She stands on the ring ropes. Absolutely does not move. This girl is so poised, she doesn't even move. She just stands there. So then, of course, next comes Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan looking like Liv Morgan always does. Incredible. Absolutely excited to see her in this Money in the Bank ladder match. Then we have next coming up, Nikki Ash. Now, this was a surprise. I told you guys last week and the couple of weeks before, Nikki has been on fire. Nikki has been incredible. So to see her in the Money in the Bank ladder match just adds the fuel to how wonderful Nikki is right now and how and what an incredible push she's getting to be able to be in this Money in the Bank ladder match. Even if she doesn't win, it's still an incredible opportunity that Nikki will never forget. Next came Natalia. Now that was no surprise that the tag team, the women's tag team champions would be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. No surprise, no shocker. Like I said, part of me felt Sonya Deville was just, you know, I'm going to pick this person. I'm going to pick this person because I think they're good. There's the other problem. In a Money in the Bank ladder match, you never know what can happen. There's no DQ. So anybody can come in. Anybody can step in. So the rumor mill, and guys, like I said, the rumor mill was thinking that maybe either Sasha or Sonya might get involved in the match. Going to have to wait and find out what happened. Of course, after that, Tamina. Who did not see Tamina coming out with Natalia? We knew that was going to happen. You got them together. My biggest problem is, is you put Tamina and Natalia together, knowing dang well that in a Money in the Bank ladder match, it's every woman for herself. They're not going to, I mean, if they end up being the last two in the ring, they're not going to work together. They're going to beat the heck out of each other to get that contract. It's just how that goes. So to put these two together in a Money in the Bank ladder match, it could start some tension between these ladies. It could really start to put a rift between the tag team champions right now. It really could. be interesting to see what happens. Of course, the whole time these ladies are coming out, Alexa has not moved. She is still standing on the top of those ropes, poised as ever, doesn't move. She almost looks like a statue standing up there watching these girls come in. Doesn't move. Incredible. After that comes, of course, our surprise, Zelina Vega. Kind of excited to see Vega back. But I wasn't really sure her coming back should be the Money in the Bank ladder match. To me, it felt like she didn't earn the opportunity. There were other women like Carmella and some of the others that were in the back that deserved that opportunity before Zelina. But then again, it's a nice little twist to add Vega into it. It's an incredible little twist to add Vega into the storyline. Next, of course, we have our glowworm Naomi looking absolutely incredible as always. Happy to see, happy to see her in the Money in the Bank ladder match. 
really happy to see what she was going to do and what she could possibly do. And of course, the last one to come in, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Excited to see this match. And this was an incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible. It's on social media. There's pieces of it you can watch. This Money in the Bank ladder match was incredible. It started out and literally, still, Alexa standing on the ring ropes, not moving. You're thinking, okay, is she going to stand there the whole time while these girls duke it out and wait for her opportunity? She does. And it's an incredible, incredible match. I mean, so at one point, there are three ladders. You know, Zelina Vega, she, she's climbing up the ladder. Alexa, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes up, stands there in front of Zelina, and Zelina literally is mesmerized. Alexa moves her right hand. Zelina moves hers. Left hand, same thing. Cockhead to the side, cockhead to the side. She walks back down the ladder. Guess what? Zelina walks back down the ladder, and then boom, 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 she goes up to get the doesn't get it. At one point, now literally Natalia is owning this Money in the Bank ladder match. She should be the star of this Money in the Bank ladder match because she is literally owning it. Every time someone tries to get up on that ladder, she is literally in there within seconds to get them out. Gotta give props to Natalia for what she, I mean, she was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Not to mention my favorite one, Liv Morgan, absolutely just ruthless. Just getting in there trying to any way to get to that contract. Teresa, grab it and walk away with the win. I mean, these girls were literally ruthless. At one point, they literally had had enough of Alexis shenanigans. They were done. Absolutely done. So they start piling ladders. All the girls pile ladders on top of Alexa, taking Alexa out of the equation. Absolutely incredible to see all these ladies together working to get Alexa out of the way so that they can have a fair fight between all of them. Naomi, another one of those star, star you know, people. Another one of those that literally, she literally was just as amazing as Natalia and Liv. She was literally just giving it all she had. I really had, you know, was cheering for Naomi, I was cheering for Liv, and I was cheering for Natalia because I thought, okay, these three girls are literally owning the Money in the Bank ladder match. They are literally, every time, one of them is in the ring. If not one of them, both of them. It got crazy, but the ending was the most surprising ending you've ever seen. There's ladders. Three of them. They've got them standing up. All the girls, with the exception of Nikki Ash and Alexa, are on the ladder. All of them fighting. Liv has her hands on that contract. She's about to take it down. And they're fighting over it. It's getting battered around. The poor little Liv gets shoved. It gets crazy and out of nowhere. You never saw it coming. Nikki Ash climbs up over the top of these ladies while they're all fighting and bickering over the contract. Reaches up, unlocks it. Nikki Ash is our new Money in the Bank ladder winner. No one saw that coming. Natalia, none of them saw. I mean, this little, little, little Nikki Ash climbing up there, grabs the thing, and walks out as a winner. I didn't even see it coming. I felt bad for Liv Morgan because Liv Morgan had really put her heart and soul into this. And I felt like she got cheated. I felt like she really did. I really felt like she got... And you may disagree. You may think that... No, 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 no. She didn't get cheated at all. If you do, like I said, give me a shout out on social media. Tell me what you think. But to me, I felt that Liv got cheated out of this. It, and the way Nikki won was absolutely incredible. 
No one saw it coming. No one saw her. She come out of nowhere. It's a little spider monkey climbing up them to get to it. While they're all bickering, she's like, eh, unhook it, boom, I'm the winner. So, as most of you know, and for those of you who don't, she has a contract for any championship she wants. The Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, or the NXT Championship. Whichever one of those three she wants, she can have. She can hold on to that contract for an entire full calendar year. Which means she can cash in anytime she wants. Gives her an opportunity to make the opportune moment to strike and strike and win. Now remember, in case you guys don't know, but some of you might, every woman who has ever won the Money in the Bank ladder match has successfully cashed in that Money in the Bank contract. So with that being said, there's a lot of pressure on Nikki to see if she can continue that tradition and that, you know, of cashing in successfully. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, guys, Nikki is your winner. The Usos are back. They're celebrating. Roman's laughing because he's getting a kick out of watching these two just having fun. I mean, it's nice to see Roman smile. It's nice to see Roman, you know, be like, hey, hey, my boys, they got the win. I'm happy for them. It's nice to see that. It's nice to see Roman, you know, sort of coming around to this, the Usos having titles. Because in the beginning, we all know, Roman was not for it. He did not want it. He wanted main event Jey Uso to stay main event Jey Uso. He did not want him to team up with Jimmy. And Jey Uso went went beyond that and said, look. Basically, he's telling Roman, look, I'm going to do this with my brother because this is what we need. This is what our bloodline family, our faction needs. It's for us to have these titles. So I'm going to do it whether you want me to or whether you don't. And to see Roman enjoying the fact that they have those titles makes kind of makes you smile a little bit because you're like, yeah, but he's laughing at him. He thinks it's great. He absolutely thinks it's great. He just can't stop laughing at him. That's the best part of it. And of course, he tells him, look, you guys enjoy that. You enjoy that. You 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 enjoy your moment. He says, but I want y'all to remember something. Now here's Roman doing the head of the table stuff that he always does. Typical Roman. We know he's gonna have to steal the spotlight somehow. And he tells him, I want you guys to know, I did all the heavy lifting. I did it all. I'm the reason you have those titles. I'm the reason that this went down. Really? Roman, I didn't see you out there when they were facing the Usos. I did not see a Roman Reigns anywhere near. Nowhere near. Jimmy and Jay won those titles their way. They had no help from you, but of course you're going to steal their spotlight and say, oh, I did all the heavy lifting. I'm the reason you have those titles. Yeah, I'm the reason we're covered in gold. You guys didn't do the work. I did, really. Again, did anybody see Roman Reigns out there when the Usos won the title of the kickoff show? No, we didn't. We did not see Roman anywhere. Roman stopped stealing their spotlight. And, of course, you know, he says, Look, I've given you what you need. Now, I want you boys to return the favor. I want you to give me what I need. And basically, you know, Jimmy and Jay, you know, they kiss up and say, yeah, yeah, we'll help you, no problem. Not a big deal. And then they have a hug moment. Hug it out, boys. Hug it out. That's what you got to do. Now, for those of you who are probably scratching your head going, wait a minute, give you what you need? Could that mean that Roman's hinting, when I'm out there with Edge tonight, 
I need you guys to back me up. If something goes wrong or if something goes down, I need you guys to back me up. I backed you up. Now you back me up. Don't know. Could we see the Usos tonight and Romans and Edges match? We know Edge is going to have his head on a swivel. So he's going to be ready for whatever Roman throws at him. He's going to be ready for the Usos. He's going to be ready for whatever Roman throws at him. So it's going to be very interesting to see if the Usos can help him retain that title. Or if Edge is going to just blow everybody's mind and take that title right off of Roman. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. But of course, that's later on tonight. Now we go on to the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles and Omos. This is an incredible match. I told you guys, I've been trying to fill Omos out a little bit. And see how Omos is. He's impressed me a little bit, but in this match, almost blew my mind. He literally, mind blown. Because this man did things I've never seen him do in a ring. He literally was owning that ring. Not saying that AJ wasn't putting the work in, but AJ was having a very hard time when it came to Eric and Ivar. Very hard to take on the Viking Raiders because these guys can do something that no other tag team can do. I mean, Ivar moves like a like a cruiserweight. And, I mean, Ivar's a big boy, and he moves like a cruiserweight. It's absolutely incredible to watch. If you guys have not seen the Viking Raiders, go look them up because I'm telling you, you're going to see some moves and see these guys do things that you've never seen a tag team tag team do like they do. Never. But almost, he impressed me. He absolutely impressed me. He was doing a lot of stuff that normally we're not used to. I'm not used to seeing almost do this. He absolutely blew my mind. Incredible. But there was one part that sticks out in my mind, and I kind of want to share it with you guys. Almost is standing outside the ring. Now, normally almost has this stone face. We rarely see him show any reaction. When he does, it's normally with AJ that he shows a reaction. No, normally, he's just stone face. Doesn't really have any emotion, any reaction, nothing. Ivor's in there facing AJ. Ivor starts doing, like I said, what a cruiserweight can do. The camera pans over to almost standing on the side of the ring. Almost is mesmerized. He has a reaction of, and you literally see him go, wow. He's absolutely starstruck over what Ivar can do in this ring. This doesn't just happen once. This happens twice that you literally see almost in awe over what his Viking Raiders are doing. He's like a fan standing outside the ring watching this match go on. He's like a kid in a candy store. He loves it. It's an incredible match, guys. Go look it up on social media. It's incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. But it does end with the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles, and almost retaining. That, I mean, literally, almost standing tall. Gotta give A plus to almost because he impressed me. He absolutely impressed me. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. And I'm excited to see what almost is going to do in the ring. Eventually, I'm hoping we'll get to see him in singles competition for real. Not this play spat away that we've been seeing with almost to see him in a real in-ring one-on-one competition and see what almost can bring to the table. Because I'm telling you, you not seen this guy. Go look up this match. He's absolutely a plus incredible. I loved it. It was amazing. Now we move on. 
Drew is in the back. And, of course, he comes up, going to get an interview. And he's asked, you know, he asked Fort Worth, Texas to make some noise. We all love to scream for Drew. We love Drew McIntyre. We really do. And, of course, you can hear them. They're loud. I mean, they are loud. We've got some rowdy, loud crowd in Fort Worth, Texas. I mean, loud. And, of course, he uh, he really wants to win this. And I really would love to see him win it because I would love to see him torment Bobby Lashley or possibly go after Roman Reigns. I think it would be incredible. Or even Edge. It would be absolutely incredible. It would be incredible to see what he does. So kind of, I kind of in my heart are thinking, yeah, I'd like to see him win. Either him or Seth Rollins, I'd like to see the one I'm winning because it would be really good. But then he says he's never heard the Thunderdome be, you know, be this loud. Never, 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 never. And he's happy to hear the sound. But then we go to story time with Drew. Here we go again. I'm loving this story time stuff. I'm loving Drew McIntyre like this. Telling stories. It, you know, it makes you want to sit around a campfire and have you roasting your marshmallows or roasting your hot dogs and listen to Drew tell these stories. It's absolutely incredible. And he tells a story about how he's going to kick in some skulls and he's going to take some names and he's going to climb the ladder and he's going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match at Fort Worth, Texas. And everybody's going to cheer. It's going to be interesting to say. I love Drew McIntyre. Right now, Drew McIntyre is on fire. He is absolutely on fire right now. I love story time with him. I love, you know, hearing, you know, what he's going to do. I love everything. And this whole feud with him and Jinder Mahal, I've been looking forward to this feud. I've been looking forward to it. Could we see Jinder get involved in that match? The Money in the Bank ladder match? Because remember, guys, it's an ODQ. Anybody can come in. Anybody can come in. So could we see Jinder come in and cost through the match? Yes, we could. That would help build up more of the storyline between him and Gender. But then again, maybe not. Maybe they let you know Drew go through the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then we see what happens from there. Drew could win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Him and Gender have a feud. The Money in the Bank contract changes hands. There's, there's multiple different ways that you could do this with Gender and Drew. Multiple different ways. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But then again, like I told you, I love story time with Drew. It's absolutely incredible. So then we move on to the WWE Championship match. Now, I was not expecting this match to happen. Not this soon, not this early. I figured this match would happen after the Money in the Bank's men's ladder match. In case there was going to be a cash-in. Yeah, most of the time you expect the two, you know, the two championships to fall after a Money in the Bank ladder match. But no, they decided to do Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston's first. Which threw me... Okay, I, I, I'm on board. Yeah, he can, you know, whoever wins the money in the bank contract can cash in on Monday Night Raw. That would be a surprise. Surprise that we're not used to, excuse me. But that would still be interesting. But of course, like I said, we have the WWE Championship match Kofi Kingston versus Bobby Lashley. And MVP does come out with Bobby Lashley, but MVP is acting like a totally different MVP. And we're dealing with a totally different Bobby Lashley. If you guys. Heard my podcast last week. You know that Kofi Kingston flipped on a light switch. A light switch that was dangerous to flip. If Kofi had had this match three or four days ago, he would have been fine. Yes, he might have had Bobby Lashley. But Kofi pushed Lashley to his breaking point. And now we're seeing a dark, twisted, badass Bobby Lashley coming into this ring and Kofi's got a whole new set of playing cards 
and it's not looking good for Kofi Kingston. Of course, on the kickoff show, they said the same thing. If he had done this a couple of days ago, yeah, he might have had Bobby Lashley. But now, we're going into a totally different Bobby Lashley with a light switch that's cut on that Kofi Kingston can't shut off. MVP obviously can't shut it off. This is a dangerous man you're going into a fight with. And, <laughs> guys, it... It really is a dangerous fight. It is. It's. It, Kofi looks like he has it in the very beginning, but then Kofi loses. I mean, literally loses his fight. He loses that, you know, that adrenaline that he had in the very beginning, that charge that he got. It literally is a destruction match. Literally a destruction match. Bobby Lashley just literally goes into that match and destroys Kofi Kingston. There is no ands, if buts. There's not. I mean, it literally is. One point, he's got him in a submission, and the ref is telling him, just, just, just end it. End it already. No, Lashley won't end it. It, 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 it it's a beatdown. That's pretty much what it is. And to be honest with you, Kofi should have known better than to push Bobby to that point. Kofi should have watched his P's and his Q's, dotted his I's and crossed his T's because he really did push Lashley to this point. But in the same token, I look at it this way. I love Bobby Lashley. I do. I love him being WWE champ. He's an incredible WWE champion. I love it. We're getting to see the Bobby Lashley we have been waiting to see. The dominating force that literally proves why he's WWE Champion. And we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for somebody to finally push him to the Bobby Lashley we all know. And Kofi did just that. So in a way, I feel sorry for Kofi, but in a way, I'm like, yay, this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the games to stop and the fighting to start. Prove to everyone why you deserve to be WWE Champion. Bobby Lashley did. Of course, as you guys have probably figured out, Bobby Lashley did win that match. But it was a brutal match, guys. It was a beatdown. Oh, you... Kofi Mania didn't... It was dead before it ever even got there. So, I mean, it was a brutal match. But it was a good one. It really was. But, like I said, go if you want to go check it out, go check it out on social media for yourself. But it was an incredible match. It really was. It was an incredible match showcasing why Bobby Lashley truly deserves to be WWE Champion. Going to be interesting to see if there might be a cash-in on, Mon on Monday Night Raw. Who's going to be Bobby Lashley's next competitor? Who's going to be his next challenger? Going to be interesting to see what happens in that. Kind of looking forward to seeing who's going to try to step up to this new light switch badass known as Bobby Lashley. Going to be interesting to see who it's going to be. We'll have to wait and find out. So then we move on to Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I told you guys in the beginning this was the most craziest thing they could have ever done. How many times does Charlotte need get a chance before she realizes she, she she's not going to beat Rhea? I mean, it, it was inevitable. I mean, absolutely inevitable. But every time that she loses, she does a hissy fit or a temper tantrum and gets another shot. There are other women in the back of that, line, that locker room right now that deserve a shot at Rhea Ripley before Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair claiming she's the opportunity. She's the real. You want the opportunity to get the title? You come through me first. Really? Don't you think that is the champion Rhea Ripley's decision as to who should go for this title? Who should fight her next for this title? But no. WWE keeps giving Charlotte chance after chance after chance after chance. You know? 
after a while, I stand by my women's division. I always have said that. I've said that since I started this podcast, and I've made it perfectly clear. I stand by my women's division. But as a female wrestling fan, I'm tired of seeing Charlotte Flair in in a championship match. I'm ready to see her in a regular match where there's no titles at stake. I'm ready to see her do something different because it's just getting old. We're so tired of seeing her go into a championship match every single week. It gets old. It gets literally old. But keep in mind, Charlotte and Rhea need to have their head on a swivel because as we know, Nikki Ash got that Money in the Bank contract. She could cash it in tonight on either one of them and then both lose the title. It's highly possible. So they have to keep their head on a swivel. This is a really good match. It really, really is. I'm going to give Charlotte and Rhea props where the props is due. It's a great match. But the ending to the match makes me mad. For the simple fact that if Rhea had done that, they would have made Rhea redo this match. They would have made her redo the match. But because it was Charlotte, she's going to get off with a hand slap. Pretty much. Oh, you didn't mean to do it. Don't do it again. We know that's what's going to happen. She literally destroys Rhea Ripley's knee. I mean, it, 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 it's got to be destroyed. It's bad. I mean, it's guys, you would have to... I can't even describe it. You would have to go watch the ending to this match. Because, granted, it's classic Charlotte Flair, but it... To me, if that had been Rhea, story would have been different. It would have been completely different. I'm pretty sure by what I just told you guys, you figured out that Charlotte Flair is the new Raw Women's Champion. Here we go again. Same old story, same old storyline. Give me something new. Give me a new person with that title. How many times do we have to see Charlotte Flair with that title before we get sick of it? I'm sick of it now. Move on. Give us somebody else. The best part of the whole thing, and I'm going to go back a little bit to give you guys a little something that was interesting. Keep in mind, we are in Fort Worth, Texas. Charlotte Flair lives for the fans' cheers. She lives for the fans' reaction. That's what makes Charlotte, Charlotte. These fans are not only booing her, but in the middle of the match, they are chanting for Becky Lynch. That is absolutely incredible that they see Becky better than Charlotte. That, to me, speaks volumes. Charlotte doesn't like it. And, of course, they blip it where, I mean, the screen goes black, but Charlotte flips the crowd off, literally, because they're not cheering for her. They're cheering for Becky, who isn't even there. Absolutely incredible. I loved it. Shows just how much Charlotte lives for the crowd. And when the crowd does not respond the way she likes it, she pretty much tells them how she feels. Again, like I said, I digress. I'm sick of the Charlotte Flair being champion thing. It's old. We need a new champion. When, I mean, I was happy when Rhea got it because it was something new. It was something fresh. It was something we had not seen before. And to see Charlotte get it back, I'm like... Yawn, Snoozerville, let's move on. Yeah, let's just, and I was hoping to see a cash in, but no Nikki Ash. She didn't cash in. She didn't even show up. So I was like, well, maybe we'll get lucky on Monday Night Raw. And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see Becky return or we'll see something that will just blow Charlotte off a rocker. Because 
I'm sick of the Charlotte Flair story. I'm sick of her being in titles. I'm sick of her being in title matches. I want her to kind of just step back and go be in matches for non-titles. To me, that just seems more fair. It, other women in the division deserve a shot at the title. Deserve a chance to be champ before Charlotte Flair. She's had enough. I, I'm, you guys may disagree, but I just that's how I feel about it. So, of course, Matt Riddle's in the back, and he's pretty much doing what Matt Riddle does. What Matt Riddle always does. These silly little stories about burritos. We all know Matt Riddle, of course, is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, I told you guys where I stood about that. Matt Riddle is a great competitor. He is. I'm not going to deny that he isn't, because he is. My problem with Matt Riddle being in the Money in the Bank ladder match is I don't think he's Money in the Mr. Money in the Bank material. I don't. I mean, he's going to goof this thing up so bad it's not going to be even, you know, worth watching. I like Matt Riddle when he comes in, does a fight, walks out, doesn't say a word. My thing is show me what you've got in the ring. Don't show me what you got in the back because right now in the back you're looking absolutely goofy. Don't even. Do what you do best. Go in that ring because your actions speak louder than your words. And that's how I feel about it. But like I said, he was there. We know he's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Could he win the Money in the Bank ladder match? Possible. But with that being said, Ricochet could win it. There's a ton of different superstars in there that weren't in there before that have an opportunity to say, Morrison could win it. The, like I said, the opportunity to take that to take that Money in the Bank contract to new heights. With that being said, we move on to the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet versus John Morrison. Guys, this is going to be an incredible match. The men's Money in the Bank ladder matches are amazing. They're absolutely incredible and you never know who's going to win and you never know what's going to happen first to come out of course is big kevin kevin owens happy to see him in the money in the bank ladder match great opportunity happy he's there second goofball matt riddle who didn't see that who did not see that next rick boogs comes out to introduce us to king shinsuke nakamura he comes out then of course we have ricochet then John Morrison with Miz, by the way. Who didn't see Miz coming out with Morrison? Big E, Seth Rollins, and last but not least, the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. Now the fight is on. The fight is absolutely on. Now I'm going to tell you guys, for those of you who were watching it on Peacock, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This match made me really mad in the beginning because apparently Peacock and WWE were not communicating. Seriously not communicating. The feed from the time the Money in the Bank ladder match started was going in and out. I felt like we were watching a disco show. It was absolutely messed up. Excuse me. Everybody on social media was communicating. Fight TV went down. Peacock was having issues. It went nuts. I mean, it went crazy. It went so far as even David Mincer talking about what was going on with Peacock. Everybody was talking about it. Podcasters couldn't keep up. 
sportscasters couldn't keep up. It was a mess. This goes to prove, in my example, with this example particularly, that what Nick Khan is doing with WWE is a disaster. Absolute disaster. You don't go from 10 tech trucks to one tech truck and expect that tech truck to keep up with everything that's going on. Eventually, eventually, Peacock communicated with everybody telling them, reset your browser. So that and see if that works because it's not on our end, it's on their end. Again, Nick Khan not doing very well right now. Not looking good on your opening, you know, with the fans, your opening pay-per-view. Not looking very good. Eventually they got it back up. And now we really got to see the match. I only got, like I said, the very beginning of the match, I was seeing it in bits and pieces. So I'm not I'm telling you right now, what I was seeing was a good match. It really was. At one point, one point in the match, when finally it came back up where I could physically see it without it going, when it came back up, Drew McIntyre was climbing for the money in the bank contract. I thought for sure Drew had this. He had it in the bag. He, there was nobody else in the ring with him, nobody else around. Drew was right there, and what happens? We get outside interference. Here comes Indosheer and Jinder Mahal. I told you guys, expect the unexpected. And Jinder Mahal proved there's no safe place in a Money in the Bank ladder match. No safe place. They literally destroy Drew McIntyre and then carry him out of the arena. Drew's out of the match. We get Drew McIntyre's not going to win this. We, 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 he's already been proven. Unless by some miracle the man happens to come back, we're not going to see Drew getting this contract. It's not going to happen. Seth Rollins is dominating this. Him and Big E and John Morrison are literally at Ricochet. Give props to Ricochet. Ricochet is incredible. These four men are dominating this damn thing. Kevin Owens is literally doing the same thing. Trying to keep up with these four incredible superstars that are just literally showcasing what a Money in the Bank ladder match really looks like. And it's incredible. I mean, back and forth. There are several times we are really sitting there crossing our fingers going, let Seth get it. Because Seth is close several times. Oh my gosh, he's within fingertips. He's touching it. And you're like, come on, grab it, take it. You're going to be money in the bank, man, and win her again. Come on. What happens is absolutely incredible. Shinsuke is laying on top. This is one of the spots that I'm telling you. You guys need to go watch this match. This match is incredible. He's laying on top of the announcer's desk. We know when someone's laying on top of an announcer's desk, only bad things can come from this. And they did. Literally, Kevin Owens climbs to the top of this ladder and he's standing on top of it. Standing on top of an unstable ladder. You can tell it's unstable. You can see it. And he does a literally a cannonball through the table taking out Shinsuke and himself. Absolutely incredible move. Ricochet's doing flips off the ladder, off the ropes. John Morrison's doing all kinds of crazy things. It gets nuts. But then it comes down to one man standing in that ring, climbing that ladder. One man. There's no one else in the ring but him. And he climbs the ladder, unlocks the briefcase, and wins. Guys, what I'm about to tell you is an absolute shocking winner. But, in my opinion, 
he deserved this win more than anybody else in that ring. And I'm talking about Big E. Big E wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. To me, that was a just win. That was a deserved win. As long as it wasn't Matt Riddle, I was okay. That was a deserved win. I'm looking forward to seeing what Big E's going to do with his contract. I'm looking forward to seeing who he might cash in on. When he might cash in, it's going to be an incredible. But to me, that was incredible. To see Big E get that kind of a win and get something that big in his career, to me, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. It was well-deserved. Well-deserved for Big E. Well-deserved. Seth Rollins, of course, he's upset. We knew he would be. We knew exactly he would be upset because he didn't win that money in the bank ladder match. And he lets us know how upset he is. Oh, you can see the fire in his eyes. You can see just how mad he is. And he blames Edge for him not winning the money in the bank ladder match. He blames Edge for not getting his shot at the w, at this universal title. How is it Edge's fault? Edge didn't, didn't make those decisions. Edge wasn't out there when you won and lost the money in the bank contract. Pearson then made those decisions. You, you, know, it, it, you know, I don't know why you're blaming Edge, but I get it. You're angry. You say things that anger. That's, that's just how it is. That's Seth Rollins. We all know that's how. Classic Rollins, that's what he does. That's exactly what he does. He wants Roman so bad he can taste it. And we... In my opinion, and probably most of y'all in the WWE Universe, you're saying the same thing. We want Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Give it to us. But I don't know what WWE's waiting for. I don't know what they're stalling on. We would love to see that fight. And I feel bad for Seth because Seth did, you know, he did work really hard in that Money in the Bank ladder match. He really did. And part of me wants to just hug him because I feel so bad for him because he really did work hard. He really has made it perfectly clear he wants a shot at Roman. He's made it clear for the last couple of weeks. I want Roman. That's who I want. I don't know what WWE's doing. I don't know why they don't want to give him Roman Reigns. It doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. But he says that he needs to get a new plan. He needs to come up with something quick, something new. And he says, okay, so... But whoever wins tonight, wins the Universal title tonight, I'm next to face him for the title. Okay, I'm on board for this. Could we get Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns? Could we get Seth Rollins versus Edge for the Universal title? I could be on board for this. But really, in my heart, I want to see Rollins versus Reigns. That's what I want to see. I want to see Rollins versus Reigns because I know it will be absolutely incredible. I mean... Come on, any other time these two have faced each other, it's been amazing. So I would love to see Rollins versus Reigns. But then again, Edge versus Rollins would be great too. It would be fantastic. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins that Universal title tonight and who Seth's going to face next. It'll be interesting. So then we get to our main event, guys. This is our main event. The Universal championship match edge versus roman reigns i've been waiting for this match all night now keep in mind edge and roman need to have their head on a swivel because we do have a new money in the bank winner big e he could come out at any time so key they have to keep their head on a swivel but in the same token Edge has to keep his head on a swivel because Roman did tell the boys 
I did you a solid, now you do me a solid. We can see the Usos come out. So Edge needs to keep his head on a swivel and pay close attention to what Roman does and what could happen in this match. It's an absolute fantastic match, guys. This is incredible. Edge and Roman really bring the fight to each other. They really showcase why these two are such good superstars. Then they work great together in a ring. Their chemistry is awesome. It's absolutely amazing. Spear versus spear is absolutely amazing. Incredible match. Absolutely great. One point in the match, Roman accidentally hits the ref with a Superman punch, taking the ref out. It was an accident, complete accident. Wasn't supposed to happen, and it happened. It was a complete accident. So now we have no ref. Now it gets interesting because when there's no ref, there's a possibility you can cheat. There's a possibility the Usos could come up. There's a possibility Roman could come up with some other trick up his sleeve. Anything can happen when there's no ref. Once the ref goes out, Roman goes and gets a chair. Rest down. We've got no ref. He breaks the bar off the middle of the chair. We've seen this for the past couple of weeks. Edge has been doing this. Edge did this at WrestleMania not too long ago, so we know where Roman's going. We see those gears clicking in his head. Yeah, he's turning into the, you know, I'm going to get Edge back for what Edge did to me. It's only fair. He breaks that bar. Heads in there and is going to basically go after Edge. Well, guess what? Edge counters it and puts Roman in that same position he had him in at WrestleMania. The bar in his mouth, the fear in his eyes, you see it. Edge has got this, but the problem is, again, we've got no ref. Roman could tap to the middle of next week and we have no ref. No, no way to call. Edge has got this. Edge had the title. Right then and there, he had the title. But because we didn't have a ref, there's a problem. Well, like I told you, guess what? Here comes the Usos. You see them coming from the back, running down the entrance ramp. Well, they get stopped by none other than Dominic and Rey Mysterio. They take out the Usos, leaving Edge and Roman in that ring with no ref and literally a beat down like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. Usos try to get in again. Mysterio's take him out again. It's an incredible match. But then out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Blindside. Never even saw it coming. Rollins comes into the ring. And takes out Edge. Now remember. We still have no ref. Because if we had a ref, that would have been a DQ. Yes, Roman would have lost, would have retained the title, but Edge would have won. Absolutely, you're like, where did Rollins come from? This was, you know, we weren't expecting this. My mind was blown. I was not seeing Rollins coming into this match, and I thought Rollins would take out Roman. No, he took it out Edge. And you're literally sitting there going, what just happened? Roman spears him. Edge kicks out. Edge goes back and gets back up, goes at Roman again. Here again, we've got no ref. And they're literally back and forth. Edge spears him. It's back and forth. It's crazy. Still no ref. We finally get a ref. And after the next spear, Roman kicks out of the spear. You're like, oh, you got to be kidding. I mean, literally the ref was in seconds of hitting that three. And he kicks out. Ref's got his back turned. Here comes Seth again. Takes that edge again. We, the ref didn't even see it. Ref did not see Seth Rollins anywhere. I'm like, 
Where in the hell is stuff coming from? Is see this ghost that's disappearing out of nowhere? A ghost from Edge's past? Takes that Edge again. Which, in turn, Roman gets the win. Roman retains the title. Absolutely mad. Well, Rollins gets into the ring after it's done. And he's attacking Edge. And you're going, what, 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 what's going on? After he attacks Edge, he walks up to Reigns. Oh, now it's on. This is what we've been waiting for. Rollins versus Reigns. This is what we wanted. This is what we've been asking for. We've been shouting from the rooftops to see this. And here they are, face to face, nose to nose. We are ready for this. And Rollins tells him, look, if it wasn't for me, he would be champion right now. He would be champion if it wasn't for me. I'm like, he's right. Rollins isn't lying. Rollins took out Edge twice. Edge would have been champion both times had Rollins not been there. But, of course, Rollins was. And he basically he's telling him, you owe me. You owe me. I want that. You owe me. We're like, yeah, we want to see this. Give us Rollins versus Reigns. But, after that, Edge gets up and starts attacking Seth. He's beating him out of the ring, up the ramp, out through the crowd, out of the arena. Roman's on the mic. He's got the mic. He's standing there. Roman's standing tall. He's champion. He's got it all. He's good. He's champion. Roman walks up, takes the mic, and says, Now the whole world has to acknowledge me. And we're all like, oh, Here we go. All of a sudden, out of the blue, the trumpets hit. And here comes John Cena. We never saw it. Had no idea. The goosebumps go up. The crowd goes nuts. My hair stood up on the back of my neck. I'm like, it's Cena. We never saw Cena ever coming into play in this at all. And here comes John Cena. The crowd is going wild. They're excited to see him. He comes down to the ring, steps up to Roman. Roman's standing there. They kind of back off from each other, get back up, walks up, and basically Cena gets in front of him and does, you can't see me, and turns around to the crowd. And that is how Money in the Bank ends. Is John Cena challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title? Could that be? Because we all know SummerSlam is the next pay-per-view. It's on August 21st. Could we be seeing Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal title? Or is John Cena just coming to play with Roman and he's going to go after Bobby Lashley? Sky's the limit as to what Cena's going to do. Going to be interesting to see. And literally the, the internet blew up. I mean, there were people from AEW going to sound the trumpets. It was exciting to see John Cena return. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with John Cena and who John Cena, why John Cena is here, one. And two, is he challenging Roman or is he challenging Bobby Lashley? Or is he just toying with both champs? Sky's the limit as to what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what is going to happen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in my pay-per-view extravaganza, we move on to Impact's Slammiversary for 717. Guys, I know, I know you guys are like, Slammiversary. Hmm. Got your head scratching. Got y'all thinking. Slammiversary, for those of you who don't know, is Impact's very own WrestleMania. Anything can happen. Anyone can show up. 
You don't know who's going to show up and show out. You don't know what to expect in a slam anniversary. So this is going to be an interesting pay-per-view for you guys to pay attention to. So let's just go ahead and jump into slam anniversary and find out if anyone shows up. And if they do, who shows up and shows out? Let's find out. Before Slammiversary, we get to see the Knockout Tag Team Championship. Rosemary and Havoc versus Fire and Flavor. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele. We know this fight has been brewing for a while. These ladies have been brooding and having a feud for a while. Rosemary and Havoc last week won and became the number one contenders. So we're kind of excited to see what's going to happen with these girls. It's an incredible match. That's all I'm going to say to it. It's an absolutely incredible match. You can go on social media and watch this match. This match is fantastic. The whole time, you, I told you guys how I feel about Fire and Flavor. I kind of have a problem with them. And it's not the fact that they're not great in-ring performers. They are. My problem is, is their little attitude kind of bugs me just a little bit. But that's part of their personality. They are a heel. That's what they do. I was kind of hoping maybe, just maybe, because they've defended their titles so many times and have not lost them, that maybe, just maybe, we would see a tie, the title change hands. Like I said, Slammiversary, anything can happen. And guess what? It did. The new Knockout Tag Team Champions are Rosemary and Havoc. And Decay are celebrating in the ring. It's incredible. These two girls deserve these titles. Tasha Steele and Kira are in shock. They can't believe they just lost to Rosemary and Havoc. I, I can't. I'm happy to see Rosemary and Havoc have these titles. I'm happy to see what these girls are going to do with, this, with these titles and the women's division. It's going to be amazing to see. I'm happy to see the girls get it. So now we move on to the X Division X Division title match. It's an X Division match. Now, for those of you who don't know what an X-Division match is, it's an X-Match. There are cables suspended on all four corners of the posts on the ring. They're suspended in mid-air. The X-Division title is put upon the center of those cables. Your goal is to get up on those cables, shimmy across them, no ladder. You have to climb by, you know, jumping up. Flipping up, climbing up on the ring ropes, whatever you got to do, but there is no ladders. Climbing across these cords and getting the title off the cables. That is the, that's how you win the X Division title. That's how you win an X Division match. It, it's an incredible setup. It, go look at this. If you, there, It's been done in TNA, and, and, it's, and it's not been done in a while, so it's interesting to see this match. But it's incredible. Of course, the competitors are Josh Alexander, who is the current X Division champ, versus Petey Williams, versus Trey Miguel, versus Ace Austin, versus Chris Bay, versus Rohit Raju. Guys, this is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. These competitors really show what an X Division match looks like. Every single one of these guys in this match deserved that X Division title. Every single one of them. None of them did not come in there and not give it all they have. Now keep in mind, we know that Ace Austin and Rohit have been using Shira and Madman Fulton. We find out at the beginning of this match, Madman Fulton and Shira are banned from ringside. They cannot come down to help 
Ace Austin, and Rohit. They have to do it themselves. It is an incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible match. It, the way it ends is absolutely proof of why every single one of these guys deserve this title. At the end of the match, on the cables, are Josh Alexander, who is the current X Division champ, and Chris Bay. I have to give Chris Bay props where that man deserves it because he literally sold this match. Chris Bay deserved this title more than anybody else in that ring because Chris Bay was on it the whole time on on it. He was always trying to get to that title. Every single time, flipping up on the rope, doing whatever he had to do to get to that title, and it comes down to Josh Alexander and Chris Bay on this on these cables. They're both suspended above the ring, and they're both fighting over this title. Chris Bay has his hands on it. He's literally unhooking it. We're watching it as it happens, and all of a sudden, Josh Alexander hits him just the right position to make Chris Bay fall. Josh Alexander retains his X Division title. Absolutely incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible match. Gotta give props to every single competitor in that match. Definitely gotta give a shout out and a prop props to Chris Bay because that man literally gave it all he had to get that title. And if anybody deserved that title, it was him. And i got to give props to him because he really gave Josh Alexander a run for his money. And I thought he had it. I was for certain he had it. He didn't. He got knocked off. So Josh Alexander retains. So then we see Gia in the back and she's interviewing Don Callis. And he starts talking about Tommy Dreamer. And telling everybody how he was fired. And says real men don't quit. They get fired. Typical Don Callis. We expect Don Callis to be nin, 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 running that mouth like he always says. He talks about the no DQ match. And he claims this is an advantage for Sammy Callahan. He's right. Sammy Callahan is a death machine. That man, when you put him in a no DQ match, sky's the limit as to what this guy can do. Sky's the limit as to what Sammy Callahan can do. Anything can be used in a no DQ match. Anything. Tables, ladders, chairs, sledgehammers, whatever you want to use, you can use. And it is to the advantage of Sammy Callahan. Dog Callis is not wrong about that. And he says, but I've been with Kenny through some of the biggest moments in his entire career. And he has. He's been through all of them. He has seen what Kenny can do. We know what Kenny Omega can do. When the chips are down, Kenny can come out swinging and he can surprise you when the chips are down. He really can't. And he says, and tonight, I'll be there again when Kenny has another big moment by defeating Sammy Callahan with a one-winged angel, and then my work and impact will be complete. Really, Don Callis, really, 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 your eyes are so focused on Sammy Callahan. What have I told you guys every single week on my podcast? What have I told you? When you are a champion, regardless of what championship you're holding, your head needs to be on a swivel because you never know who might show up. Keep in mind, Eddie Edwards still wants a piece of Kenny Omega. Moose would love to get his hands on him again. Chris Saban really wants to get his hands on Kenny. Morrissey, he's made it perfectly clear he would love to get his hands on Kenny Omega. Again, keep your head on a swivel because you never know in a no-DQ match who might pop up. 
You have to pay attention because there's so many people in Impact right now gunning for that title. You better watch yourself. Again, tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Not watching. That's the problem. That could be the downfall for Kenny Omega if they don't watch themselves. I told you, everyone in Impact's gunning for that title. And in no DQ match, any of them from Impact can show up. Any of them. Well, we know that there was going to be a match with Matt Cardona with a surprise entrance, a mystery partner, versus Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood. We all were speculating as to who Matt Cardona might get because we all were like, okay, you know, we know what's going on. We know where Chelsea Green is. We all know what's happening. Well, guess what? His mystery partner, Chelsea Green. Who didn't see that coming? Who did not see Matt Cardona teaming up with Chelsea Green? I mean, we all knew it. It was written in the sky. It was skywriting. We all, I mean, it was obvious. It was predictable. We knew it was going to happen. But, granted, it was a great match. It was an absolutely fantastic match. And our hopes was getting to see Tennille Dashwood versus Chelsea Green. And we got to see it several times. And let me tell you, those girls brought it. They brought it like they you've never seen them bring it before. Of course, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green did win that match. Who didn't see that coming? Who didn't see the expect that? We knew it was going to happen because Chelsea's there. Got to make Chelsea look good. Come on. That was not fair to Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood because they really did put their heart and soul into this match. Now, with that being said, could we possibly see maybe Tennille Dashwood versus Chelsea? Could we see, you know, the sky's the limit as to where this could go. But we know Tennille's not going to sit down and let this sit. She's just not going to do it. It's not in her nature. And we know Brian Myers and Matt Cardona's little fight is not over yet. It's far from over. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Now, we all knew the W. Morrissey-Eddie Edwards feud has been going on for a while. Eddie Edwards and Morrissey can't seem to let their hatred for each other go and they bring it out and every single time they get into a feud every single time they get into a match Eddie, Eddie Edwards is fantastic this man is literally one of if not one of the best competitors in Impact right now he's absolutely incredible I love to watch him he's not only good in a regular match but an ODQ match uh, any match you put this man in a tables out of shares match whatever you put him in he really brings it to the table. So with that being said, we knew last week that it was announced that W. Morrissey and Eddie Edwards would be going at each other again. This is an incredible match. This is better than any other match these two have had. They really bring the best out in each other. They really showcase what they're capable of doing and really show what they can do to you know against each other. It's a heck of a match. It's an incredible match. Guys, go look it up. It is fantastic. It is absolutely incredible. It is a great match. Of course, it does end. Eddie Edwards had this match, guys. I'm telling you. Go watch it. Eddie had it. He had the match. Morrissey has to reach down when the ref ain't looking, pull a chain off his boot to win the match. He had to cheat, resorting to cheating to beat Eddie Edwards because he knew he couldn't beat Eddie Edwards any other way. In a fair fight, Eddie had it. Morrissey did win that match, but he won it by cheating. Who did not see that happening? 
I won't be surprised if Eddie Edwards doesn't let this stay like this. I'm pretty sure Eddie Edwards is going to voice his opinion. He's going to let it be known on Impact on Thursday night that this kind of thing is not going to sit with him. He's not going to let Morrissey get away with something like that. And I'm pretty sure he won't. I, I can guarantee you he won't. We get a surprise one. Scott DeMore comes out. And we weren't expecting Scott DeMore to be there. We knew Scott DeMore would be there, but we weren't expecting to see him until the main event. He likes to sit at commentary when the main event is going on, especially when it's Impact versus Kenny Omega. He really likes to be there. So we weren't expecting him to come out. And he comes out and tells Madman Fulton and uh, Shira, you guys have a match tonight. Y'all have a tag team match. Because you guys like sticking your nose where it doesn't belong and you like running your mouth. I'm going to give y'all an impromptu tag team match. And your opponents are coming out right now. The music kids and we get David Finley and Juice Robinson. Fin Juice. They are back. They are back at Impact. And we know exactly why they're here. They want those tag titles that the Good Brothers took from them way back when. And that Violent by Design stole. We know that's what they're here for. But this impromptu match was a surprise. And it was a great match, guys absolutely incredible match. If you have not seen Madman Fulton and Shira as a tag team, go look them up on social media. If you have not seen Finjuice as a tag team, go look them up on social media. For those of you who are probably new and going, who's David Finley? Who's Juice Robinson? Who's Finjuice? Finjuice are from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, Go look them up. I'm telling you, you're going to like them. They're incredible. Great match. Incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Now, guys, for those of you, again, who are scratching your head, I'm going to give you a little tidbit here. One of the members of Finjuice has a feud going on with the leader of the Bullet Club. But we're not going to go into that. We're just going to say that that's going on. But it's an incredible match. Absolutely incredible match. And it ends, of course, with Finjuice winning that match. Who didn't see them winning? Who did not see them winning? Great way to bring these guys back. Impromptu match. I loved it. Thank you, Scott Demore, for giving it to us. It was incredible. Glad to see these boys back in Impact Wrestling. And we know what they're coming after. They're coming after those tie titles. That's what they want. We're not crazy. We know what's happening. Now the match everybody's been, been talking about. We know that this feud between Chris Sabian and Moose has been going on for a while. Moose can't seem to let go that he lost to Kenny Omega. So he's wanting to basically blame Sabian for his problems. He's saying Chris is the reason that he lost. Sabian seems to think otherwise. He knows that Moose made miscalculated and over-underestimated Kenny Omega. You never go into a match with Kenny Omega and underestimate him. It does not turn out well for you. So, we finally get the match between Moose and and Chris Saban. We've been waiting for this match. We've been hoping we would see what these two superstars could do. It's an incredible match. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. It's an incredible freaking match. Go watch this match. If you want to see what these two boys do to each other, go watch this match. Of course, it ends with Chris Saban winning that match. I was happy to see Saban win it. I was happy to finally hope that maybe he could put Moose behind him and move on because he's made it perfectly clear. He wants a shot at the Impact title. and We all know the Impact title belongs to Kenny Omega. We know he wants it. Let's let, him, let's let him see if he can get a shot at Kenny. Let's move on. Let's, let's see if he can take Kenny out. 
or if Sammy Callahan has it, let's see what happens between Chris Saban and Sammy Callahan. That would be an interesting match, too. Very interesting match. So now we get the Tag Team Championship match. Violent by Designs, Joe Donnery, or Rhino and Diener, they haven't decided yet which one it's going to be, versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack, versus Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, versus Faha Baja, and we found out Baja's tag team partner, TJP, would not be in this match. So we were going to get a surprise mystery partner for Baja. Now we're wondering who could be coming with, like I told you, Impact Slammiversary is full of surprises. You never know who's going to show up and show out. Well, we find out that Faha Baja's tag team partner is No Way Jose. We get No Way Jose. He's come to Impact. Happy to see him in Impact. And he gets a pop. He gets a big pop. I mean, it's loud. The crowd gets loud. It's an incredible match. Now, remember, guys, it's a fatal four-way for the tag team titles. We find out that Rhino and, Di and Donnery are the ones defending for Violet by Design. Now, remember, Violet by Design has the tag titles. It's an incredible match. No way Jose really showcases what he can do. It's absolutely incredible. It's a great match. Fantastic. But the ending and the winner will shock you the winner of and it's this person that pins Rhino in the center of the ring it is none other than Carl Anderson Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson the Good Brothers now have the Impact World Tag Team titles and now we know Finn Juice is back and we know what's going to happen they're going to gun for the Good Brothers for those titles. Again, the Elite has all the gold. You got the Young Bucks with the tag titles. You got Kenny Omega with three titles. And now you got the Good Brothers with their titles. The Elite has all the gold yet again. Somebody is going to have to come and put the Elite down. This is getting old, guys. This is seriously getting old. Maybe Sammy Callahan will succeed in taking down Kenny Omega. Maybe we'll finally see Kenny lose the TNA title and the Impact title. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's cross our fingers and hope, but we'll have to wait and see at the end of the show. Well, we all knew Deanna Parazzi was going to have to defend her knockout championship. And we all know that she knew she was going to face it against a mystery partner because Gail Kim told her so. Deanna has been whacking her brain the entire week. She's been frustrated because nobody will give her a clue as to who her mystery partner is. And she's really frustrated that she can't figure out who she's going to face. Well, again, like I told you guys, Slammiversary is all about surprises. You never know, again, who's going to show up and who's going to show out. Well, Deanna Parazzi comes out looking like the beautiful virtuoso that she always has. And her, ta and her opponent is none other than AEW's own Thunder Rosa. You heard me correctly. AEW's own Thunder Rosa. We never saw it. Never knew it. I mean, this just, the forbidden door just swung open again. 
We seen it swing over once with Thin Juice. Now, and then No Way Jose. And now we have <laughs> Thunder Rosa from AEW. Wasn't expecting it. Deanna was in shock. The crowd was in shock. I was in shock. I'm like, wow. Thought this is a big opportunity for Thunder Rosa to showcase what she can do and possibly walk away with a knockout championship. Absolutely incredible. And guys, this was a great match. Thunder Rosa really showcased what she does in AEW and why she used to be the longest reigning NWA champ. She proves it. She shows it. She really shows Deanna Parazzi what she's about. And she gives the Virtuosa a run for her money. And trust me, this is not an easy match for, for, for the Virtuosa. She's always had matches that have been complicated, but none like these. And this one was an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Of course, Deanna Parazzi does win that title. And she's in the ring celebrating, happy to have that title. Guys, all of a sudden, while she's in there celebrating her win, Hardcore Country starts playing across the speakers. Now, for those of you who are scratching your head going, Huh? What? Out comes none other than former WWE, Mickey James. You heard me correctly. Mi legend Mickey James. She comes out. She is in impact. We have her here. Again, another door flying open and out walks Mickey James. I told you guys, Slammiversary is full of surprises. Could we get one more? Maybe. Who knows? But she comes out and she walks up. Now remember guys, Scott Demore was kind of giving Deanna Parazzi clues as to what we might see at Slammiversary last week. She did ask him, are you going to tell me who my mystery partner is? And he says, no way, Jose. And he told her, yeah, I know Nashville, sometimes we can be a little bit, a little bit of hardcore country. He gave her clues right there as to who we might see, and gave us clues as to who we might see in Impact. He did. He gave us clues. He threw us little tidbits, threw a dart at the board and said, you take a guess. But she comes out. And she walks up to the ring and she smiles and she tells her, Look, I'm here. I'm not, I'm happy to see everybody. Glad to see the crowd again. But I'm here to talk to you. I want to offer you a spot in the all-women's pay-per-view for NWA's Empowered. Wow. That's huge. That's huge to have somebody come to you from and offer you an opportunity in NWA's all-women's pay-per-view Empowered. That, that right there should tell you just how good the Virtuosa is. I mean, for them to come to her and say, we want you in this, that showcases right there just how, power, how powerful and how good of a competitor Deanna Parazzi is. Parazzi's kind of walking around looking at her, and Parazzi gets in her face and tells her no. How could you pass up an opportunity like this? This is a golden ticket. I mean, you're going to walk through the forbidden door and go into NWA in an all-women's pay-per-view and you're going to say, no? What? The? I don't understand. And she tells Mickey to get out of her ring. Literally tells her, get out of my ring. This is my ring. <laughs> Mickey doesn't like to disrespect. She doesn't like it at all. And she goes to get up in Deanna's face and Deanna says something. We don't know what Deanna says to her, but it sets Mickey off. Mickey slaps her and then super kicks Deanna to the ground and walks out like a boss. 
Happy to see Mickey James and Impact, but it's going to be interesting to see. Sorry about that, guys. I had a little bit of technical difficulty going on, and it kind of went crazy on me. So I'm going to try to finish this up for you guys. All right. So, as I said, she super kicked her, smacked her, walked out of the ring, done and done. So now, guys, we move on to the big one, the main event. No DQ match for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. I told you guys, I knew this was going to be big. I knew it was going to be massive. I wasn't expecting exactly how massive this match was in incredible absolutely incredible go look it up on your social media because i promise you guys you are going to love this match this match is spec freaking tacular absolutely of course like i said it's a no dq match so when kenny comes out of course don Callis does come out with him was always expected don Callis. scott demore is up on commentator commentating we knew he would be Doc, you know, Don, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We knew Don was going to come out. Don heads to commentary to do his thing. Sammy Callahan comes out of nowhere and attacks Kenny Omega with a pizza cutter, splitting his head wide open. We saw it. Blood everywhere. We knew it was going to happen. Literally, they brought in tables. They brought in chairs. They brought in ladders. They brought in sledgehammers. Kendo sticks. Anything these boys could use to take each other out, they were using it. At one point in time, Kenny Omega introduced a fork to the match and was literally stabbing a fork in Sammy Callahan's head. It was absolutely brutal. This thing was literally brutal. It was a brutal, brutal match. Back and forth, not quite sure. Thought Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson might come out, but they did not. Halfway out toward the end of the match, Sammy Callahan decides to introduce the X-Factor, the thing that's going to help him win this match. He introduces a bag of thumbtacks. Yes, you, my favorite loyal listeners, heard correctly. Thumbtacks. He used thumbtacks to push, basically push himself to the win. He puts the thumbtacks all over the floor. Literally all over the floor. Plans to put Kenny Omega through those thumbtacks. It backfires. He literally ends up going through the thumbtacks himself. Kenny tries everything. He does three different V-triggers. Sammy Callahan kicks out. He does another V-trigger. Sammy Callahan kicks out. Tries to do a one-wing angel. Sammy Callahan counters. Back and forth this goes on. He takes thumbtacks shoves them, you heard me, shoves them into Sammy Callahan's mouth, closes Sammy Callahan's mouth, takes thumbtacks, attaches them to his knee pads, hits Sammy Callahan with another V-trigger, he kicks out again. Kenny is literally sitting there and dawns up on commentary going, what do we have to do to take this boy out? What do we have to do? So he tries it again. This time he manages to get a one-winged angel on Sammy Callahan one, two, three. Kenny Omega retains the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Who didn't see that coming? Dawn is excited. Of course, Scott Demore's upset. We're all upset because we thought Sammy Callahan had it. We were for sure he had it. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson come out. They come up to the ring. 
Don comes off the commentary desk, comes walking down to the ring. They're in the ring. They're celebrating. Oh, happy day. They're throwing a get ready to throw up two sweets. And like I told you guys, anything can happen in its slammiversary. And like I've been telling you guys for the last couple of weeks, and I told you at the beginning of slammiversary, Kenny Omega needs to have his head on a swivel. And this is why. They're getting ready to do the two sweet and the lights go out. The arena gets pitch black. Pitch black dark. You can't see the hand in front of your face. You don't know what's going on. You know it ain't Cindy Callahan because we just saw him get took out. Fans are wondering. Everything's going on. The camera's pan to the Titantron at the top of the ramp. And we see the symbol for none other than Bullet Club. You heard me correctly, guys. Bullet Club's symbol comes up on the top of the screen at the top of the ramp. The crowd goes nuts. It gets loud. And then it flips. The music kicks and Jay White's name comes up at the top of the screen. You heard me correctly. Switchblade, the leader of the Bullet Club, has arrived in the impact zone. He is there. He comes walking down. Now, when Don left the commentator's desk, he had the AAA Championship and the AEW Championship in his hand. When he was happy that, that Kenny retained, he set those two titles at the top of the ramp for Kenny. It's casual. It's what he always does. Sits him at the top of the ramp for Kenny to pick up when the match is over and Kenny walks back up. Literally, Don and him were shocked because Jay White's music's just hit. They're like, wait a minute, what? Jay White, are we? Are, are you are you psyching us out? Are you just playing with us? Uh-uh. He comes walking out from the back with his never open heavyweight championship on his shoulder. Literally, the arena is chanting Switchblade. You hear it. You can feel it. The tension. You're excited. Your heart's racing. You're like, he's here. I can't believe the leader of the Bullet Club is here. He walks out, walks over looks down at the AEW title and the AAA title, sitting at his feet. They are literally at his feet. Kind of throws his open heavyweight title out around his shoulder and walks down to the ring. Walks around the ring. Now keep in mind, for those of you who do not know, every time Jay White comes into a ring because of Bullet Club and the way that they are, and Jay's all about knowing that sneak attacks can happen at any time, most of the Bullet Club members walk around the ring to check the ring, to survey the surroundings to make sure there's not going to be any sneak attacks or any surprises. And Jay does just that. But he also looks like a viper circling his prey. He is literally circling Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Don Callis, and Kenny Omega in that ring. And he's not took his eyes off any of them. He is watching them the whole time he goes around. He walks up into the ring and literally you're holding your breath. You cannot believe that he is here. He is actually here. You're literally thinking, pinch me. Did I dream this? Is he really here? And you're watching him and he walks up and he stands there in front of Gallows, Anderson, Kenny, and Don. You can see Doc Gallows, Anderson, and Don smiling from ear to ear like Cheshire Cats. Hey, look who's here. 
We got a little backup for the elite. He's here. Woohoo! Kenny has not took his eyes off Jay. He looks like he just saw a dang ghost. He has not took his eyes off of him. He's literally like he's looking at a ghost from his past. It's literally got him shook up just a bit. But Kenny doesn't move. He doesn't flinch. He keeps his composure. But you can see it in his face and his eyes when he's staring at Jay White from across the ring. Don Callis, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows are like, Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Let's put up the two sweet and let's get this thing going. Let's get him to two sweet us back and we're good. So they've got it up and they're going, Come on, come on, come on. Jay's looking. You hear the crowd going, No, no, no. They're telling him, No, don't do it, don't do it. He's looking around. They're looking and all of a sudden, impact symbol goes up and the dang thing goes dark. We are literally scratching our heads. What just happened? Did he do it? Did he not do it? Well, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of tidbit here. Something that probably most some of y'all might have seen on social media. Some of you may have not. And I'm going to let you know about this. We got several people from Impact Zone that notified us that that was not supposed to happen. Impact had a technical difficulty and it went out at the wrong time. So they were posting their videos from them at the arena as to what happened next that we missed. David Mincer turns around later and posts it to his social media so everybody knows what happened. I'm going to give you what happened. Since we didn't get to see it, you guys are sitting here listening to this and may have not gotten to see this pay-per-view at all, and you want to know, did he too sweet him? Did he not? I'm going to let you know. They're standing there, too sweeting, trying to get him to too sweet back, and everybody's literally telling him no. Out of the blue, from behind, without anybody knowing, Finjuice comes into the ring. David Finley heads straight for Jay White and takes Jay White out. I mean, literally takes him out of the ring. Juice Robinson goes after the Good Brothers because they have their tag titles and they want them back. David Finley turns around and goes after uh, Carl Anderson. Sammy Callahan comes out from under the ring and the three of them are taking out Gallows and Anderson. Literally taking them out. David Finley's not paying attention. Again, that whole thing. Keep your head on a swivel whether you're a champ or not. If you've got a target on your back, you better be watching yourself. Not looking. Jay White sneaks up behind Blade Runners and walks out of the arena. This is interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Because I told you guys in the past. What have I said every week on my podcast since Kenny Omega became champ? Don needs to watch what he says. He needs to watch who he picks on. He needs to watch who he talks about and what he says. Because other superstars and other companies within the Forbidden Door are listening. They're paying attention. They're not missing it. They know what's being said. And Don has been running his mouth when he shouldn't be about a particular superstar that he shouldn't have been running his mouth about. Should not have been saying that Kenny is a wrestling god, which I will admit he is. But they shouldn't. he shouldn't have been saying that and he shouldn't have been saying that he is the belt collector. You're only going to do that so many times before you get somebody's attention. And he just did. 
He just, I told you guys, he kept running his mouth. Jay White and the Bullet Club were going to show up to put him up, to shut him up. Guess what? Jay White's here. Jay White was listening. He was paying attention. He knew what was going on, and he's here. What he's here for, we don't know. I'm kind of thinking David Finley because we have a resurgence coming up. for uh, New Japan's got resurgence coming up in August, on August 14th, in Los Angeles. Cool. I'm kind of thinking David Finley, but him showing up and doing what he did with Gallows and Anderson, Don Callis, and Kenny Omega leads me to believe that Finley isn't the only man he may be after. Could we see another match between Jay White and Kenny Omega? Could it be possible? Could we see it be for the Impact or the AEW title? Is it possible? It's possible. The sky's the limit. But with Jay White in Impact right now, Don and them need to have their head on a serious swivel. Because we all know Jay never comes alone. He always has Kato, Evil, El Phantasma, the uh, Bone Collector. He's always got somebody with him. Most of the time it's Kato and Evil. So they've got to keep their heads on a swivel because if they don't, Bullet Club's going to make sure they know who truly is the real faction in this group. They're going to let Kenny know where they stand and they're going to shut up Don Callis if he doesn't be quiet. He's pushed... He's. He's pushed it too far. And now he's got a big problem because he's got the leader of the Bullet Club and he's got his eyes and his mind set on Kenny Omega and the rest of them for running their mouths. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I told you guys, Slammiversary is all about surprises. And Jay White was the biggest surprise that we got. It was the biggest. It was the huge. I mean, it's, it's everywhere on social media. If you've not seen it, go look it up. It's everywhere. The sky's the limit. Now that the Forbidden Door has been swung open with the biggest faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now and their leader arriving at Impact, the sky's the limit as to what could happen not only on Impact, but on ROH, on AAA Lucha Libre, on MLC, on NWA, on AEW. The sky's the limit as to what can happen in this company, these companies that are part of the Forbidden Door. Now that Bullet Club has arrived, it's going to be interesting as to what happens. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for staying with me and sticking sticking to you. I've been excited about this pay-per-view extravaganza all week. I've been looking forward to giving you guys the action and giving you the goods. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next week on these shows. And especially what's going to happen on Impact. Because I have got my mind set on what's, you know, my eyes completely fixated on now that Jay White's there what's going to happen. I've also, you know, I'm excited about this. I'm glad you guys stuck along with me for the ride. I'm glad you guys listened because like I said, without you guys, there would be no me. You're the, you listeners are the reason I do this every week because you have a passion for wrestling just like I do. And together we, you know, we share that passion and it's great for me to be able to present this to you on this kind of level. Again, let me tell your friends. Tell them to listen to my podcast. Send the word out. If they're wrestling fans, bring them aboard. I would love to hear you guys' opinions too about anything. It doesn't matter what it is wrestling related. It doesn't matter if it's Impact. It doesn't matter if it's AEW, New Japan for Wrestling, NWA. It doesn't matter what it is. I would love to hear from you guys. I really would because you 
are the reason that I do this. So, with that being said, follow me on my social media. Hit me up on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think about Jay White being an impact. What do you guys think he's going to do? Let me know what you guys think about Mickey James. No way, Jose. Whatever it is, let me know what you guys think. Even if you want to talk about who Bobby Lashley's next opponent might be, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear what you guys have to say because I enjoy doing this for you guys every day because you have a passion like I do. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for being there. And we'll see you next time with more In the Ring action. Have a great night. And thank you for attending my pay-per-view extravaganza.